love my delete later. I bloody hope you do. You can support our show by using the new ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. Just smash that link in the show description and support us now so we can keep making this podcast. Thank you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Might Delete Later with me, Stevie, who absolutely will not be standing for social media and it's bullshit. And me, Gina Martin, who will stand for it and it's bullshit, because I quite like it, thank you. You're very welcome. This week, we are rifling through the posts of the absolutely brilliant Arja Barber. Arja is a writer and a fashion consultant. Her expertise are in race, intersectional feminism and sustainable and ethical fashion. But also, I should say, she's badass bitch! She is a badass bitch. She's absolutely excellent. But before we head over to her, Stevie, what is in your drafts this week? Uh, I don't know why it's taking me so long, but I basically just removed uh, two days ago the red receipts off WhatsApp. <gasps> I felt that that would stress me out so much more because I'd be like, but now I can't, I can't see when other people have read it. And that might really affect my life. But I actually, it turns do out that. it doesn't. Yeah. So, um, so now people can't see when I've read their messages and I can't see when other people have oh read their God, messages. Oh my God, that's actually life-changing. Yes. It just makes, as with everything, as with every change that you make to your phone to kind of distance yourself from it, there is like a couple of hours where you feel like, oh, am I missing out? Is this the wrong thing to have done? And that is just the embers of your addiction draining away. And after about a day, I can't imagine I lived for that long with that stress. That's so good. I'm going to do that too, actually. Can you uh, WhatsApp me how you do that? And I'll... Oh my God, this is the first time I'm teaching... It's the first time I tell you something about the phone. I love that. This is Instagram. Here's how you open it. Um, What's in your drafts this week? My drafts this week is that I'm not into and I'm annoyed about copy and pasted emails or DMs. I get so many dms or emails that are clearly meant to be for 600 people and look when you're campaigning when you've got lots of admin to do i get it i care you're doing a good thing but when it's like brands and they're like dear influencer or even better they're like dear dave and that's not my name or (laughs) even better they're like dear gary comma we love your content on two torts that's my tortoise i got that email last week no you we love your content content on two dots and it was like a beauty brand and they literally addressed it to gary gary told you have my to say tortoise. yes you have to say I, yes oh we- no i emailed back saying hello did you know you just offered my tortoise a beauty collaboration so normally they annoy me but then i feel like i'll i'll take all the shit ones for that joy because it made me laugh a lot like it just seeing sentences about like coffee body scrub with like gary's name in it and stuff is just so funny but generally i just get all these emails like dear influencer we really want to work with you because insert here and they've forgotten to take all the stuff out and it's like even if i wanted to now i'm not gonna because that's rude yeah. 
you don't go shit. Also, as well, I get, I, I've, I get, I've got like four of them in my entire life because I don't have the following. But like, I've, yeah, I still have, have got them. And um, whenever I go to them, they'll be like, we, we love your, your content and think you would be a really great fit. And I go to it, and it's like, I don't know, nothing like I would like ever swimwear. wear. Swimwear that is like right up your butt and made of meat, made of meat, and you can, <laughs> and, and it's got holes for your nipples. And you're like, I don't know, I don't know how you thought. Oh, you didn't. You just did a blanket thing. And then you're yeah. like, I'm special. I'm not special. Exactly. And that's, and that's quite sad. Although Gary would probably look quite good in one of those swimsuits. Okay, so on to our guest. You can go to Mike Delete Lady Pod on Instagram, see all the posts we discussed with Arja today. They are excellent. She is excellent. I really liked the bit where we talked about Twitter and how uh, she describes what Twitter is like and why she would like <laughs> to leave it. That was my favourite little section. The posts that she brought in were really interesting. And also, I like her because she just doesn't really take any shit and she doesn't, yeah, she's she not doesn't frightened. and she just constantly raises i just find with everything she does she constantly raises the bar like the bar is so low on everything like the way you act online the kind of things you ask of people the way brands interact with people like she is always just asking for people to raise the bar and stuff and it and it makes you start to see things in the context of yeah why shouldn't we be doing that because we're actually like the bar is so low so she kind of inspires mm. you to just do better all the time which i love yeah, it's a really inspiring episode, and I hope you enjoy it. See you on the other side. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What would we like to delete this week? I will go first. Mm-hmm. I would like to delete men. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to delete men that I know are not nice guys, mm-hmm. continually, like... DMing me and commenting and sharing my posts and like aligning themselves with me to be like, oh, I get feminism and women when I actually know that they're really bad guys. That's what I'd like to delete. Steve, what would you like to delete? Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with that. Um, mine's not as uh, mine's a bit cool. more frivolous. Yeah, it's not as cool. Um, I just realised the complete pointlessness of um, cover photos. So, like the cover photo on your Twitter or the cover photo on your, I don't know, Facebook, if anyone's still on Facebook, because the dimensions of it is so weird. I don't know what I'm supposed to put on it. So, I always end up putting like, I don't know, like a picture, like a meme of a dog, or if it's your own face and that looks really over the top. <laughs> um, and also, it's not the perfect, like, who has a photo that's like a long no. sausage of themselves? And also, no one really looks at, I don't know, I don't. Because I actually do, but that's because I don't have like I mute everybody. But nobody really looks at, you, at people's profiles a lot anymore. Mm, so yeah. what's the point of them? Like I find them. I'm always. I'm never satisfied with my own cover photo because I'm always like I don't know what I should have done there. You know, make like, a picture I, I kind of, of me what, and you. What, what, what are we like lying down? And you should do that. You should just like take a long shot of yourself and just have that at the top. hundred okay, percent. That'd be yeah. great, Thanks, guys. We figured it out. Amazing. Solutions. Okay. Audrey, what would you like to delete this week? Um, I like to delete people that see a conversation happening on the internet and are like, well, you know, I'm really uninformed about this, but I have an opinion. <laughs> That's just the whole internet. I haven't read the article, but <laughs> that. <laughs> but that is a lot of people on, on the internet, particularly Twitter, which is why I don't spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Mm. It's just all people inserting themselves, isn't it? Yeah. Inserting themselves. <laughs> okay. How much time do you spend on your phone? What's your av- daily average screen time? I'm really going to be mortified by whatever the phone says because I know it's too much. Like, I know. <laughs> oh, God, here it is. Oh, no, no. <laughs> what is it? 
Okay, to make you feel better, a few episodes ago, mine was nine hours and 45 minutes. Okay, all right, okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, now I feel shit, but you carry on. (laughs) Okay, mine's five and a half hours. Five hours and 23 minutes. Oh, my God. Okay, five hours and 53. So I'm still the most, but we're all in the same ballpark today. All in the same ballpark, and we need to, like... Get a life. (laughs) We need need a vacation. We need a phone break, but it's hard because... So much of what we do is on our phones. That's yeah. really all to it. Like it is a work tool. It is, you know, a good portion of what it is that we do, but it is really hard. Do you do phone breaks? No, I used to be better at it and now I have no work-life balance whatsoever. And the pandemic didn't help that. You know yes. what I mean? Like it was very much like, now who cares what day it is? You know, yeah. like, who cares what time it is? We're in a pandemic. Time is a concept. Yeah, And yeah. so I think it just really exasperated all of our phone problems, especially the fact that like, you know, it is often our connection to the outside world. And if the UK goes into another lockdown, we're in that situation again. And so I think during this pandemic, any person who had any sort of boundaries with their phones was like ah, whatever <laughs> yeah it was it was when i realized that if i was on my phone after midnight it would count to the next day's daily screen time and i was like actually i've not been on my phone that much but i had been on my phone consistently from like midnight to 4 a.m so it's already mm-hmm. four hours i haven't even woken up uh, yet that's really bad yeah <laughs> that is bad the only time i really take a break and i need to do this more often is sometimes when i'm reading a book I'll put my phone in airplane mode Yes, because just the action of like picking it up is something that we're so, it's so ingrained in us. And so occasionally, and I I really do need to do this more often. It's like, put your phone in airplane mode. And then when you pick it up, you're like, Oh, nothing. Okay, cool. In terms of like taking time away from your phone and boundaries and stuff like that's difficult, but you're very, very good at boundaries with social media on your platforms, on your accounts. You, I mean, you have, you must be exhausting having to reinforce them all the time. But when did that become like a necessity to have those boundaries? And what are your kind of main boundaries with your social media? For me, it became a necessity when I realized, first of all, how I was going to form my platform. Because as you know, I don't do a lot of sponsorship. And there's a reason for that, as we found out with like, you know, I've always kind of thought that if you talk about race in a way which does not cater and center whiteness and white feelings, that's not palatable to brands. And so part of what I do is talk about race in a way which challenges people. And that wouldn't be like a great marketing tool a year ago. Like, oh, and by the way, would you like to pay me to say some stuff you're going to be mad about? You know, but (laughs) also I challenge the fashion industry a lot and I don't mince my words. And so I had to build a platform in a way where, you know, I had to sort of come up with strong boundaries for what I will and won't talk about. Because on that same note, Instagram is also a big marketing tool. And so I pretty much was like, well, I'm not interested in, you know, using this space to talk about shopping because everybody is doing that. And that is definitely part of the problem. There's nothing like, you know, you go to someone's page and then that ad just follows you around the internet. Mm -hmm. I didn't want my Instagram to be conducive to that. I wanted it to be a space where people you know, thought about concepts instead of buying more stuff. So once I sort of came up with that plan, I thought, okay, so Patreon, where I get paid for my work, it's going to be the space to talk about brands and stuff like that. Instagram is the place to talk about ideas, but I had to enforce that I would not be talking about brands on Instagram because people are always like, can you just tell me where to shop? And I'm like, 
No, that's you know, fine. like that's not that's not what I'm here for. I'm happy to do that in this space where I get paid for the work that I do. In this other space, I write pretty much for free Monday through Friday, you know, and yeah. I I'm happy to do that, and I'm happy to have that space. But if I'm not pushing product or making money off of pushing product, then why should people be getting sales off of the conversations that I'm holding? You know? Yes. Yeah. Also, g- g- advice and things like that. I know, Gina, like Gina, you uh, went through uh, had a difficult period of time where you were replying to loads of messages and feeling like you sort of owed people. You you, you want to help people. Your whole. Yeah thing was I'm a relatable activist mm-hmm. and if I can do it anyone can and so then if someone messages like how can I do it you're like fuck off like you can't actually <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. no it's so true like everyone's just like people and also people want really easy answers to really complex problems yes. and your dms and it's just like this is a complex problem like like after black lives matter in june you know, so many people were like, I'm here, I'm here to solve racism. And it's like, we're going to totally undo this system that's been built into all of our systems for hundreds of years in an afternoon. Great. Let's do it. Yeah. My God. Even when you are not an, this is, this is absurd that I'm even saying this, but like, I've been really annoyed recently that I don't do any activism. I do things, but I don't mm-hmm. like, I'm not an activist. Um, On your as platform, my that's not platform, what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. But during lockdown, started doing, Gina's suggestion, I love seals. So I was doing like <laughs> seal of the day on my Instagram stories. Fun, fine. Now yeah. I hate it because now <laughs> people have started messaging me going like, can we get more video content of the seals? I, I, want, this type of seal. I want this type oh of seal. You, you need to show more ribbon seals. Oh. Or there's one girl that just messages me three times a day, seals. And like that's all she does. And it's like, I, I, I don't know. I can't always post your seal. Other people need their <laughs> seals posted. If I'm feeling like this about a fucking seal picture, then it, I mean, it, it's just such a thing on social media in general that people feel like... Like they, they, you them they, feel like, they feel like they're owed your time constantly yeah. on social media. And, you know, I was actually very aware of that before I had a platform. Like mm. if I messaged someone that I found relatable or cool and they messaged me back, it was always like, you know, like, yeah, really, that is so cool. I really respect this person. And some people do totally have that lens but I've realized that a lot of the world does not have that lens at all there are some people that are like thank you so much for responding to me that's so nice and then there are other people that really make it seem like you are the only person that like they're the only person that's messaged you you know sometimes when you receive like really crappy messages you know that it's more about that person having a bad day than anything you said you know that people will use you as a bit of a punching bag if they don't like your post or whatever. Both of you have a big following, so I don't. But I've got, like, on Twitter, I got to, like... I know I'm now like I think it's like thirteen thousand or something, and like I found that is like quite I quite I quite like where I am because it's like enough that p- things that I silly things I'll say because I don't really say anything important, but s- silly jokes will be seen. But um, I don't have a lot of abuse. Or random discourse around it. Or just yeah. random things, yeah. Or p- people taking too much of an interest, like I'm not the main character. A lot of people who don't have a following, just all they want is more and more followers and stuff. So it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. to know from someone who doesn't have many followers on Instagram like me, 
what's the ideal follow account for you? Like, was there a point where you were like, love yes. it? When I got to 50,000 followers, I, I started saying like, I don't care if my account doesn't grow anymore. Like, this is fine. This is fine. And then it just like balloons. Like, that's the magic word. If you say like, I don't want my account to grow, (laughs) then then your account's like, woo. And you're like, no. Because the thing (laughs) is, you do sort of, I think on Instagram, you develop a closeness with your readership and the people in your circles. And you can have really great conversations. And when you have this massive spike, it's just all new people often coming in without any sort of internet etiquette and really like asserting themselves, derailing conversations, screaming over people that have been like longtime commenters, you know, and it's just like, it's, it's like you get your people to a place where everybody kind of understands like the rules of social interaction. And then it's just like, here's 150,000 more people who you have to now start from the beginning, reasserting your boundaries and being yeah. like, this is not okay. Here's why, you it's know, it's like a party. It sounds like a, like, it's like a house party that's got out of control. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yes. You're having like a salon, like a, like a salon in your living room with like a few close friends. And then all of a sudden all these strangers just rush in and like start drinking. What's going on here? Screaming. Yeah, exactly. Tell me, who are you? Why am I here? Who are you? Oh, well, you're in my house. I don't know. Yes, that's what's so funny. It's like, and then and then people that don't have a big following, uh, you know. There's, I've read recently. I got, I for the first time ever understood. There's like that forum tattle or whatever it is, where they have people who are just horrible <sighs> to influencers on forums. And I became obsessed with it in the sense of like, oh, you really don't see these people as people, and you don't. All you you are so jealous, and but you're jealous of people who are like basically unable to manage the amount of people in their house and you're looking at your house and being like well only one person came around you're like yeah that's manageable yeah. like you have no concept of what it feels like to have a hun- people in your house i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today let's get to first post gina yes so first post i found your first post on instagram and it's just a really cute picture of two pairs of feet sort of like interlocked on a sofa and it says sophia came over for a coffee happy socks and it's like you've both got lovely little socks and you're obviously cuddling on the couch or sitting with each other yeah it's it's my best friend and like we like cozy days she's from sweden i believe there is a word for that but it's not a swedish word it's uh it's a danish word but like everyone was like hygge for a while and like oh, yeah. we, we do love some cozy stuff we love it we love you know drinking a glass of wine and playing board games with my with my niece we uh. love having coffee like we are i think we're very like old ladies at heart um and so <laughs> That's gorgeous. that was a good part of my life in Virginia like I'm not a big like 
drinker or partier and in your 20s if you're not that person I think you sort of have to like create a life for yourself that actually like really works and for me cozy nights in with like my best friend my niece my nephew that's like really happy memories from Virginia that's really lovely because that's actually made me miss god if I could just me and Stevie have been basically in lockdown since it began. We just haven't gone out. And I just miss that so much. It's the thing I miss the most is just yeah. cuddling up on the sofa with my best friends or with Stevie or my family and chatting and having a, you know, a cup of tea or a glass of wine and watching a film. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. It's so I special. Really, I really miss that. Everybody is missing their loved ones so hard this year. And, like, it's just been... 2020 has been rough, man. It has been rough. But also, as well, in terms of the post itself, like when Instagram was a genuine snapshot into your life rather than a presented snapshot. Mm-hmm. Um, the the shift is so subtle, but it, you don't realise it's happening. But then when you look back on a very old post, you're like, God, yeah, oh. like I actually can look at, I can go through my old Instagram post and it's like a, di- it's like a diary, it's, it's like, like a, a photo album. Totally. Special that, I think. It's good to have that. I really like being able to see my my whole trajectory of like being in uni and just taking pictures of what I saw and then like being interested in stuff and then creating this platform and then being like wanderlust for like two years because I thought that's what you had to do. <laughs> <laughs> like the whitest bitch in the world. And then, <laughs> and then moving on to being like, I actually like this stuff though. Is that okay? And then yeah. now building it, you've got the whole <laughs> smorgasbord. So my Pinterest was wanderlust. That was my, like Pinterest was, yeah. Like Pinterest was actually the first place where I had a social media following. Mm. Uh, not a big one. I've still only got like 7,000 followers, but I like, mean, I didn't even know you could have followers on Pinterest. So that's <laughs> oh, yeah, the level yeah. that I'm at. A lot, of people, a lot of people that have big Instagrams, a few people got started on Pinterest and then were able to migrate from Pinterest to Instagram. So Pinterest yeah. Pinterest is the best. Is it, is yeah. it, was it lots of fashion stuff you were doing on there? Oh yeah, no, I still, I still use Pinterest. Like it is like, obviously it has a reputation for being a basic bitch site and there's definitely an element of that but if you do any sort of fashion mood boarding there was another first post that I brought up because I just thought as well we could look at the first one of you and it was on the 6th of February 2014 and it's a portrait shot of your face and it just says on set right before the first lady walked in and I was forced to put my phone down so what <laughs> do you know what I mean what what were you doing what were you working as why was the first lady there wait was this wh- which platform was this was this Instagram. Instagram oh so I used to work in tv and I'm from the DC area I used to work and do a lot of entertainment related stuff and I used to work on a series called in performance at the White House and I don't know if that post was related to that because I also worked on a PSA one time with the first lady about college students applying for like loans. And the funny thing about it was that I did teleprompter for her. They hadn't hired a teleprompter. I used to work in a TV news studio. So I actually knew how to work a teleprompter. Mm. For those of you listening, teleprompter is what newsreaders read, but also public figures read them. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't even realize that the first lady would need a teleprompter. They hadn't hired for that. And another thing, when you do something with the president or the first lady, everyone has to be vetted days in advance. So if you've forgotten a member of your crew, they ain't coming in. And so they were really freaking out. And I was like, 
I can do teleprompter. They were just like, oh my God, you can. And they weren't even that grateful about it, which is ridiculous. That's why I'm not on TV. But I ended up sitting next to the lovely Michelle Obama on the floor so you couldn't see me because the teleprompter was run off of a phone app. So I was sitting next to the first lady as she was reading, scrolling through what she was reading on the floor next to her, like a little lap dog. They got me a pillow. That's a funny little image. (laughs) That's really really the best first post story we've ever had. Let's move on to your worst post, which is a post that you uh, have brought in that you regret. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a tweet and it reads, people are buying clothing in a pandemic and fast fashion makers like Boohoo are doing fine. Where, pray tell, are, are they even wearing these clothes? London shuts at 10 p.m. Now is great for wearing the same clothes repeatedly for months. It's a consumption problem. So why is this a post that you regret? It's quite recent as well. It was last night. As <laughs> oh, great. You know when you're supposed to be in bed and you just yes. fire off a tweet? I regret it because on Twitter, every person who hasn't read a single thing about the thing you're talking about decides that they have opinions. And one of the things I like about Instagram is that I do feel that I have a solid body of work, basically, where people can kind of sort of read through my post and understand a little bit of the complexity of the problem. Mm. Where on Twitter, people just get really reductive and they also internalize what you're saying. So like Boohoo is a very trend conscious young person's brand. They're not exactly making clothing for every person. They don't make children's clothing. They make a lot of clothing for like going out basically. And so when you're talking about Boohoo, You're specifically talking about a specific type of clothing, you know, and all of these people just were like, I'm a single parent and how dare you? And I'm like, okay, but you're not shopping at Boohoo for your child. You know what I mean? No, that's not the context of what I'm trying to say. And people love to just take what you're saying without any sort of context and make you into this evil, awful, poor, hating villain, which is so unfair and so untrue and it makes me so angry do you think you're gonna because you call out companies and practices on twitter a lot Mm -hmm. in what i think is a really great way but considering this was last night and you're still sort of saying you know like people just wade in we're having absolutely no context and and twitter is not a great platform for that i'm not saying you should but i mean like does this sort of thing make you change or want to change how Mm. you approach uh, calling these things out. No, online. it makes me. It makes me just avoid Twitter, to be honest. Yeah, really. Because yeah. I feel like Instagram is a way better area for arena for that conversation. It just makes yeah. me not want to be on Twitter. Sometimes I tell people Twitter for me is like you kind of just like take a dump and leave. You know, like you don't <laughs> stay around for people to like come and fling their shit at you. You yes. just come in and then go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to your post that you're most proud of. Please tell us about this one. This was your fabulous magazine, I Publicly Decline. Yeah, so um, I declined an award from a magazine recently. And to me, it kind of feels like 
this is what you're supposed to do when you have a platform with privilege and power. Like everybody's like, how do we solve these problems? And I'm like, well, for starters, we don't take awards from people that are doing nothing to actually help the thing that you're fighting against. Yeah. That's a great thing to do. And I wasn't expecting it to like really like go as far as it did, but I do think because of the reputation that Instagram has as being super fake, you know, like influencer trust is lower than politicians, which is saying a lot because Donald Trump is president of the United States, you know? (laughs) And so I think people really need people on Instagram who are publicly saying no to things, you know, who are publicly saying, this is not what I want. This is not what I'm about because so much of Instagram for so long has been this glossy veneer of like presenting this, this ideal life. And I think even like sustainability, you know, there's, there's this idea that you can like be a sustainable influencer but so much of the way people have gotten paid from Instagram comes off of marketing things to people to buy things that they might not actually need. And so that's a direct conflict of interest. And for me, I've always thought if you have a platform, if you have power, if you have privilege, there's, there's a power in basically pointing out what someone is doing wrong. And for me, the publication that was offering me that award never talks about climate emergency. Like when you go to their website, it is pretty much everything I dislike. So like, why would you give an award to anyone for sustainability influencer? Of yeah, what we'll makes you an authority on that to be giving what out awards? Like, what makes you an authority? Like I was just frankly like I sputtered when I read it. I was like, mm. wait, what? But yeah. also and Gina probably knows this. You'll never walk alone. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, they're a rag. Love, love, see forever. I saw that. I was like, I read the whole because you wrote like a really lovely long caption about all your reasonings. Go to yeah. at Mike Delete Later Pod to see the post. Yes, you can read it there. Um, and then at the end of the caption, you just put like hashtag YNWA, and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good but actually on that on that point on you know kind of declining things publicly ha- like doing it publicly mm-hmm. is so important because yeah. we we often know that like people will say to you oh okay you did it publicly because you want this you want press. attention exactly mm. but you know that those private conversations don't actually work a lot of the time like do you yes. do you notice that and do you believe that too oh yeah totally and like I also think Well, first of all, can I just say like the way you run your platform and your integrity is massively inspiring. And like, I think you give people a lot of like agency to just say no to things. And I just, I, I'm just very impressed by you. And I have to say that. And it's just like, (laughs) wow. Imagine if more people saw what we say no to and realized that they could do that too. Like there's power in saying no. There's imagine if people were like, oh, these women on Instagram, they actually don't want brands to just send them free clothing. Like we could actually transform industries. Like, yes. oh, they said no to this award because this magazine wasn't talking about climate change, which I guess means now all the magazines have to talk about climate change. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. That's the end goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I just feel like, with every 
opportunity to talk about something publicly, you're giving someone who probably didn't feel like they had the agency to reject something in society that we should be so honored to have. And I think once you have a lot of people doing that, that's when you can create like big change in big waves. I totally mm. agree. I really agree. Did the magazine in question that you declined <laughs> the award from, did they contact you no. after? <laughs> did they not? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh of god. <laughs> Final question. If you could create uh one rule that everyone had to follow on social media, what would that rule be and why? Don't comment on someone's page until you follow them for at least two weeks. A month That's a that great that, rule. That would be the rule is that you have to follow them and start to understand how they interact with their readership, how they interact with their community, what sort of comments are welcome, which sort of comments aren't. Get to know people before you just, it's like coming into someone's living room and just screaming, I'm here, you know, get to know people, get to like understand how they work. And then you can be an active part of their community instead of somebody who's basically pissing in their pool. Yeah, don't piss in people's pool. What a bloody great chat. I love Aja. Yes, she's absolutely brilliant. You can follow Aja on Twitter at Aja Says Hello if she's still on it and she hasn't deleted it. Um, and Instagram at Aja Barber or join her Patreon. I can never pronounce that. I always want to say Patron, which is a very strong coffee flavored drink. Patreon.com forward slash Aja Barber. Yes, please go to her Patreon. Please support her. She posts so much amazing stuff on there. She's a real heavyweight on there and her work's brilliant. Um, you can follow us at Might Delete Later Pod on Instagram and at Might Delete Later Pod on Twitter. You can email us any guests you'd like to see on the podcast. You can send those emails to mightdeletelaterpod at gmail.com and give us a subscribe, give us a review, give us a rate. You can also donate so we can keep doing the podcast. That rhymes. And give I- us a rate. You can donate. And remember, social media can be a brilliant place for learning more about complex topics and raising the bar on all things like sustainable fashion. But it can also be a bin fire that's like taking a big jump. (laughs) However you feel, remember you might as well just delete later. 